0: On today's episode of Lockdown Lightning. Well, this is finally the episode where I lose my cool. The first rant of the season. But first, let's play that music. I'm your host, Adam Danker. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Hope everybody's doing well. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. As you some of you might be traveling around the United States or possibly the world for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving only a couple of days away. So if you are traveling while listening to this, I hope you are having a safe and Stress-free travel. Well, this past weekend was anything less than stress-free. I I came into yesterday's episode and a listener of ours tweeted to the show on Saturday about how, you know, I think he thinks it's time for me to rant. Now, if you are a first-time listener of the show, uh, first of all, welcome, but... I have been known to rant from time to time, and I promised myself and the listeners this season that I would probably be a little bit more calmer, not as critical. Maybe let, let me let me rephrase it. I would be calmer, but I would still be critical when the situation called for it. Now, before we get into the recap of that wild game from Sunday, which was a wild game i would like to just say that yes on the previous episode i you know even though the lightning did the the results did not show how they played i thought they played a very good game they did everything right and just it was just one of those days where the devils were the better team the devils turned it on midway through the second period and yes it, it, it's you know, if, if, if a loss like that happens here and there, I'm not gonna go crazy about it. And I will say this later as we're discussing the game, but when you are unable to play a full 60 minutes and you have the lead and a game like this happens, that's unacceptable. But we did see a lot of positive things from this game, which we will talk about now. So, going into this game, and I did not talk about it on the last recap, but Braden Point was out, uh, was was an, it was announced during the game that Braden Point was out indefinitely with an upper body injury after a collision with the boards in the Devils game. I kind of figured that was going to happen. My concern now—it's—it's it's listed as an upper body injury, of course. So we don't really know the specifics of what exactly is wrong with Brayden, but if I had to guess, I'd probably say it's—it's it's a rib, uh, possibly something with his shoulder. Uh, in that area my main concern and you kind of saw it after his collision if you go back to the highlights in the devil game it it, it looked like almost he hurt his wrist because he was kind of shaking his wrist uh immediately after that but at the same time he stayed in the game he made a pretty nice move uh later on not too long after that um where it required pretty nifty uh stick handling so it obviously his wrist wasn't an issue but Obviously, we're going to be without Braden Point for an extended period of time now. As for the timetable, we don't know. That's why they call it indefinitely. Uh, So that's now two key players on this team that are going to be out for an extended period of time, Nikita Kucherov being the other. So because of that, the Lightning recalled uh, Alexander Baraboulet up from Syracuse, literally. Funny story about that, and then we'll get to the recap. So he was sent down. His last game was against when the Lightning played the Hurricanes a couple of weeks ago. He just got to Syracuse uh, that day. So Sunday, he just got sent up to Syracuse. And as soon as he touched down in Syracuse, he got the call. Hey, we, we need you back here. So that that's a, uh, you know, kudos to him for being the ultimate professional coming back and playing very well in this game very very well in this game which we'll talk about later so very early on in the first period Anthony Sarelli tips in a shot from Victor Hedman for the power play goal there we go another power play goal um something that really is starting to become way too much of a surprise which in a bad way and what I mean by that is that really even with the players that they have now would Braden point out this lightning team still has Steven Stamkos they still have Victor Hedman they still have a good group of guys that are capable of scoring, and they have Andre uh, Andre Palat. So they have still a good cast of guys who are able of being effective on the power play. So really, in, in hindsight, they really should be scoring more than one. Uh, Their percentage should be a little bit better than what it is right now. They went one for four in this game, and the only power play goal in this game from them happened to be from Anthony Sorelli. Uh, about a minute six into the first period. But let me tell you, and, and I've spoken about this on past episodes, Anthony Sorelli is cementing himself as one of the best players on this team right now. Now, that might be because of the situation that the Lightning are in with the just group of guys that have been injured over the over the course of the season thus far. <laughs> But Anthony Sorelli really has taken a step up in his game this year. And just it it has really been incredible to see how his game has really taken a step forward and how he's really evolved as a player over the last couple of seasons. And he's really cementing himself as one of those five tool guys, someone that we like someone like a like a. Blake Coleman, not to open up new wounds, or, or Yanni Gord, someone who could play physical, do all the right things, um, be a two-way forward, as well as... You know be able to score when need be and he's really doing a very good job of that and i expect him to continue that over the course of the season and with that goal with having an assist on that goal victor hedman extends his point streak to five games so kudos to heady as he has just been racking up points like it's no big deal 14 on the season for victor hedman and I'd like to reiterate the point that I've been making for a majority of the season, and that is scoring first. And we saw how how well the Lightning played after they got that first goal out of the way, but relatively very early into this game. And it really, it really opens up things for this team, um, especially and as well as they did. This is another game where for the most part, they start off the game doing all the right things. And it and you saw it on the stat sheet. Uh, they, they got the defenseman involved, Victor Hedman on that Sorelli goal, uh, thrown it from the point and you could see it, from a certain angle, if you see the overhead cam f- from behind the goaltender, you could see h- what that does for the other players on the ice. Especially when Victor Hedman has the puck, it really, really opens up things for this team, and it allows guys like Steven Stamkos to just sit there in the circle and, and just bide his time and wait for the the right shot and the right pass to come up. So, um yeah, just keep it up. I mean, yeah, the, we're going to talk about all the things that went wrong later on in this game, but for the most part uh start off the game i had no problems with this team so a little later on in the period pat maroon scores on a great backer and they're coming from behind the net and i saw a lot of this from the lightning throughout the course of the game and i really like this Um, we haven't really seen that much from them in terms of their play behind the net with uh taking the puck from behind just kind of being relaxed uh on the end board and just kind of trying to see how the ice opens up and see who could fight for position in front and take unexpected shots from the side we haven't seen a lot of that this season um and maybe it was just because they they were getting good looks in this game that seems that like that was the case that really Really, Minnesota was on certain times, especially when Tampa had the puck behind the net. Minnesota was slow to cycle around for positioning, and that allowed a goal like this. Uh, Pat Maroon scoring on a great backhander from behind the net, picked the corner for his second goal in back-to-back games. Uh, Goal was originally called off, and I've I've never seen a shot like this where on a backhander coming from behind the net uh, on the far right, and just shoots it onto the far corner, like as perfect of a shot as you could get uh, on the backhander or even from facing forward. I mean, that was just, he placed it in the the perfect spot. It was so perfect that the refs didn't even think it was a goal to to begin with. Uh, Pat Maroon, I gotta say, last couple of games as well as in this game alone, we're we're starting to see a different side of him now obviously big rig is known for playing defensive and and physical but you're starting to see a lot of offensive prowess which i don't mind it obviously you know obviously he has to do all the other things that he is normally accustomed to doing but i don't mind maroon picking up some of the slack offensively as long as it results in in wins which Listen, I I mean, I'm going to talk about the entire show today, but this, this was just a nightmare game. Um, and the fact that it happened in consecutive games, this is where you get angry, not the devil's game, but this is where you get angry and then the wild score two before the period's over to head into, the, before they head into the second period. Felino scores on a deflection in front from a shot from Dumba. Elliott was screened. So really, I, I can't fault him on that. Um, you know, there was nothing he could do about it. He didn't even see the puck pass him. So uh, Wild get one back on the power play goal to get within one. And then, actually, no, excuse me. So the Lightning go into the second period with the lead to one. But one last thing I want to talk about before we go, go into the break. Ryan Hartman gets called for tripping along the boards with a slew foot and if you don't know what a slew foot is, it's basically you're behind a player and you take your foot to kind of sweep their feet from the back and basically you're upended and you just fall on your tailbone it's a very dangerous play uh i spoke about it on the previous episode for the preview for the devil's game how pk suban's been doing that all season to other players and it looks like ryan hartman you know i i said with suban it might be incidental just with some of the moves but this was clearly intentional everybody on the ice knew it just probably one of the dirtiest plays you could possibly do in hockey so and Hartman paid for it immediately as soon as he got out of the penalty box. And this is what I love. This is what I love. Uh, Zach Bogosian and Hartman immediately go at it as soon as Hartman exits the box after he serves his two-minute penalty for tripping. And this is what I love about this team. And this is what I'd love to have seen over the last couple of seasons that they're doing. And that they're, they've kind of taken it up to another level this year. Um, just guys, everybody around you, you don't know who's going to jump in and defend you, which is great. Um, it's not just a handful of, of players that are going to be the goons out there, you know, the Maroons, the Perry's, the Bogosian's. I mean, yeah, Bogosian was part of it, but Sorelli's been in on it this year. Uh, we've, we've seen, you know, Palat. In years past as well so you know i love it i love it that these guys are all jumping in defending each other and they're making the other team know it right away we're not waiting till games down the line to do this so we'll talk about the second period and the third in just a little bit but first i want to talk about one of today's sponsors and that is Built bar now I love Thanksgiving, but I don't love all the food. I love the time with the family. I love watching football. I love eating at two o'clock in the afternoon. But what I love is the desserts the most. I love the blueberry pie, the raspberry pie. But sometimes, especially this year with, I'll admit, I haven't been able to get back in the gym just yet. But so this year, you know, I'm going to try and eat a little simple, trying to eat a little more healthy. And built Bar is the perfect bar for me. And the best part, it's delicious. Now I'm going to break down some of the macros for you. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most built Bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugars with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut built Bar or go for a raspberry built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. They're low calorie, low carb low fat high protein and 100 percent covered in real chocolate Bill bars great for when you're hungry if thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough if you're if you know you're going you're flying somewhere if you're flying back home or you're flying across the country to see family and you know you're gonna pack a couple of snacks on the plane or on the bus in the meantime Go get some built bars so you have them and you're not gonna be, your stomach's not grumbling on that five hour flight or that six hour bus ride or whatever the case may be. And they're great for the family gathering. So take them home with you, give them to your cousins who are not Lightning fans to break the awkward tension. New surprises all month as well. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendars because Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So in the meantime, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK 15 at Built.com. And we're back here for segment two on Locked on Lightning. I want to thank all of you once again for making us your first listen of the day, whether that be you're just getting up for work. Because listen, you know what? Not everybody works a normal schedule. I know the feeling. Or some of you are going home for Thanksgiving. So thank you for listening to us while you're traveling around. Please be safe. And I want to say, you know, please go ahead and continue to support us because we love all the support you guys have given us. The, the, the feedback we've gotten has been insanely great. So I appreciate it. So go ahead. And if you're a new listener, please go ahead and follow us on our social media pages. LO underscore Lightning on Twitter, as well as on underscore Lightning on Instagram. And give me a follow on Twitter at danky D-E-N-K-Y, D-8-N-K. Love hearing back from all of you and the reception that you have given us, like I said, has been absolutely insane. And if you wanna go back while you're traveling around and listen to some of the older episodes, we had a great summer this past summer. We had Kenny Albert on. Uh, the multi-sport, great, one of the greatest common sports broadcasters of our era. Uh, we had him on to talk some hockey about it, especially his time in the bubble back when the Lightning won back in 2020. And then we also discussed, we had, we had talks with Ross Colton as well as Corey Perry. Ross, we talked about scoring uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, his rookie year, how he looks to improve this season, as well as Corey Perry, you know, on the opposite side of that, in his 17th year in the season. Uh, A 17th year in the league, excuse me. And we talk about all his accolades, uh, winning Stanley Cups, uh, winning gold medals. I mean, the guy has a Hall of Fame resume. So, you know, there was no shortage of what to talk about with Corey. So go ahead and listen to all of that in the meantime and go back and listen to our other episodes as well. We have we've had Dave Randorf, lightning announcer on at one point. We've had Jay Feaster on former. Lightning GM, uh, GM during the 2004 Stanley Cup uh, win. So go ahead and listen to those episodes as well. So jumping back into it, into the second period. Uh, A little later on, you know, the Lightning are going in. They're they're up 2-1. Things are starting to look... the, The game is starting to kind of even out a little bit the lightning were kind of had it looked like in the first period the lightning had the the wild on the ropes and but listen the the wild are a very good team i said that yesterday they're a very very good team uh that's they're they're in first place in their division for reasoning and so they're not going to go down without a fight um brandon duheim is left alone in the slot and whistles a one-timer past elliott to tie it at two and Here's my rant, my first rant. I don't understand why we're leaving anybody alone. If you look at that play, Brandon Duheim could have laid down a beach tear, gotten a tan, and then scored the goal within the with the amount of space that he had. Now, I I've it, it seems to me what the issue is, is that just people. The guys on this team aren't able, haven't been doing a good job lately of cycling. And I'm sure coach Cooper, I hope coach Cooper, I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the league right now. So I would imagine he, he would have seen this, but not only is this team not doing a good job of just picking up personnel, but they're doing a, uh, they're not doing a good job off the faceoff, And we've seen that all season long. Not only are they losing face-offs in their own zone, but they're also, they're also not doing a good job of getting to the right guy in time. I mean, like I said, this this is inexcusable. You're, it, it, I don't care about the injuries. Listen, you ask any player on this team, there's no excuses. It's next guy up, do your job. But this is unexcusable. This is where you start to see the game turn especially you know regardless of the score the lightning were starting to to lose control of this game and that started with the brandon duheim goal um yes he's a rookie yes he's 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 still unestablished and you know his name doesn't exactly jump off the the score sheet or the roster sheet but still you have five light you have five lightning four lightning players around you and nobody jumps on this guy it's unexcusable it's unexcusable. You left your goaltender out to dry. That's the bottom line here, and lighting needs to do a better job, or we're going to see more games like this in which they have leads to start off and uh, unfortunately lose control of it. And then, with a little under three minutes left in the second, Kalorn finds Sorelli down in front. Sorelli puts it puts in his own rebound for his second of the night to put the Bolts in front. Three, two, so listen the lightning answered back can't fault it with 1707 left uh, 1707 into the second so really can't fault the lightning for continuing the play but at the same time like i said this is where you start to see the game turn and the lightning really start to lose control of this game like i stated before anthony sorelli is having an incredible season uh six goals on the season as well as alex Kalorn, who is 10th assist of the season uh 10th point of the season so i mean everyone's doing a fantastic job uh, for the most part and cal foots on this I, I i was surprised they gave credit to foot as the first um just because he i guess he got contact off the rebound uh original initially so moving into the third period you guys could tell probably just by my voice i'm trying to keep it together because like i'm trying to rant try and convey my point to all of you and i know some of you are very very much love when i rant but I'm not gonna go overboard today. Not yet, not not this early into the season. It's only November 23rd. Why, you know, why, let's wait till February. (laughs) So moving into the third period. Stamkos throws a bouncing puck towards the net that Andre Berboulet spins around to punch it in. Great positioning. Berboulet was just this whole goal was Berboulet. Spins around. He created space uh, from Goligowski, who I, I mean, you go back to the go back to the highlight. Really, when it comes down to it, is that Berboulet really he he orchestrated this entire goal. I mean, good wherewithal from Stammer to throw this puck towards the net. Uh, or towards Bear Boulay. I don't really know what the intention there was, uh, but yeah, Barry Boulay. Listen, like I said, the ultimate professional was up in Syracuse at 9 AM the day of the game, came back down, played a game. I mean, the guy has probably been on a plane more times this year than really he's been on the ice. So uh, you know what? Just the constant uh, professional so that's 919 into the third stammer is on the score sheet there as well as McDonough. Uh, and then with 248 left in the third with the goalie pulled Kevin Fiala rips one through traffic to put the Wild within one 4-3 Tampa at this point 7 17 12 into the third. Now, I didn't mind this goal. I didn't mind it because it was it was a tough shot. Uh, Kevin Fiala has one of the best shots in the league. Elliot, yes, I kind of give a little bit of leeway to Elliot just because he's the backup. Doesn't get a whole ton of time in in real-game situations. You know, you could always stay so fresh in practice and in drills. You know, really, in-game is where you really get your mojo. So I I can't fault Brian Elliott on this one. This was a great shot. I mean, I I even think Vasilevsky would have had a tough time with this. But this is where I... I draw the line this is where I draw the line but 30 you know and and Tampa had chances to put this game away Palat hitting the post on an open net and you just knew after he hit that he had nobody in front of him just couldn't put it in with the goalie pulled at least I did I I knew something bad was going to happen because that's, that's just the way the game of hockey works, unfortunately. You know, a situation like that where the Lightning have a chance to really just put this game out of reach. And then with 38.7 seconds left, Eriksson Eck is all alone in front of the net and punches a loose puck past Elliott to tie the game up. And this is the same kind of situation we saw from the Duheim goal. Wouldn't you think with 38 seconds left with under a minute left in the game while you're up by one goal with this team that is obviously a very good team. Wouldn't you expect somebody to to, to at some point say, all right, let's buckle down here, boys. You didn't see it. You didn't see it here. I, I, total lack of awareness down low. And once again, the lightning, Once again, the Lightning just just they 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 failed they failed their goaltender. They failed their goaltender and and it cost them a win in regulation. And you know, some of you might might say, well, listen, they ended up winning the game of the shootout. And yes, that's great. But the thing is, is that you shouldn't be having to play these many games. This was a very winnable game that should have been won in regulation. You know, I I'll give credit to the Wild. Like I said, they're a very good hockey team, but the Lightning gave this this game away. That's plain and simple. Just poor positioning. Just guys not picking up the right people in the right situations. Just leaving your goaltender out to drive down low, or or and, and giving up prime scoring chances to the other team. That that's really what it comes down to. Is that yes? I was able to let go of the Devils game because listen, that that was just. That that was a one-game thing. And yes, the Lightning did pick up the win in this game. But at the same time, how they picked up the win, it, it it shouldn't, it shouldn't have been like this. It shouldn't have been like this. You know, once is forgivable, but two nights in a row, that's unacceptable. And for the second straight night, the Lightning let go of a two-goal lead. And the eighth time that they will have to play beyond regulation this year. And Listen, like eventually these games are going to weigh on you. Eventually we're going to have to sit here and say, yeah, they're winning games in OT and sh- and shootouts and they're getting the points that they need. That's great. But at some point these games are going to weigh on them, guys. You can't you can't expect I, I can't see a situation where anybody would be okay with the Lightning playing consistently beyond regulation. Guys need rest. This is gonna be a very grueling season. This is the first time they're gonna play 82 games in in two seasons. These guys have played a ton of games in the last 10 months, the last year alone, both deep playoff runs. So listen, don't sit there and tell me that this is, you're fine with this, cause you shouldn't be fine. Yeah. The lightning are winning games. That's great. But eventually it's going to come back and bite them. And I hope it doesn't catch them when they're in a little bit of a rut down the road in in February or, or even January. So we'll wrap things up with our third segment in just a little bit, but first I want to talk about our last sponsor of the day. And that is BetOnline.ag. it's Thanksgiving. And we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered for all the holiday seasons, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one sport, uh, number one spot. Excuse me for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile device website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. And it's not just all about football online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. online they're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving, so go ahead and do it. Take advantage. Put all your money on those games on Thursday. Because if you don't like the food, at least you'll be excited about the game. So once again, go over to bet online, use that promo code locked on to receive your bonus. And wrapping things up here on the show, uh, third segment, last segment of the day, just closing thoughts about this game on the recap. So the lightning go into OT both teams fail to score of course and then we go to a shootout to decide this one. Tampa goes into this shootout with, uh, with a record of one and one in shootouts on the season. But all Tampa, thank goodness, needed was one goal to decide this. One on the first shot in the shootout from Steven Stamkos. Lightning go on to win 5-4 in the shootout and will face the the Philadelphia Flyers again for the second time in two weeks tonight at Amelie. So how are we feeling, Lightning fans? Month of November is closing down. And we're almost into December, almost into the pivotal part of the season. I'm curious how we all feel. Because I don't think anybody thought that the Lightning were going to be dominant this year. I don't think they, I, I think we could all agree. Um, and I, you know, the the month of November that the schedule for the most part was pretty good most of their games were at home whereas next month the lightning will be on the road for a bulk of it um i predicted that this team was going to go 10 and 3 over the course of the month thus far they already have three losses so really to not make me look like an idiot they're going to have to win out for the rest of this um for the rest of the month and I think they can win tonight. I think. But tonight with the Flyers, I think it's going to be a very difficult game. I think obviously what we saw in the last game up in Philly, I think is going to be basically the same thing we're going to get in this game. Really, what the Lightning have to do is take the the pros from the last two games, this wild game and the Devils game, and just carry that over into this game. They have to play a full 60 minutes. They have to. That's really what it comes down to. They'll have Vasilevsky in net tonight. I would imagine Hart will be in net for Philly. But they need to be better. They need to be better in the faceoff circle. They need to be better positioning-wise. They they, they need to score more than one goal in the power play. And they need to be physical in this game. They got out-hit in the last game against the Wild, 31-26. to Uh Their faceoff percentages always was really not that good. 45% as opposed to 55 by the wild and only 24 shots on goal for the lightning. So really, you got to see the last three games from this team. All bolded into one. They got to go out there. They got to play aggressive. They got to hit. They got to go out there and punch the flyers first in the mouth. And they got to capitalize on the, on the power play because they, there will be no shortage of power play opportunities in this game. I assure you that because this will be a hundred percent a physical game, uh, tonight at Emily. So tune in for that. Um, and of course, we'll have a recap tomorrow discussing all of the action from the game. And once again, follow us on our social media pages. At lo underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram, and give me a follow at danky dank d e n k y d a n k on Twitter. And like and subscribe to this podcast. Follow us wherever podcasts are distributed. Give us a download and give us a five star review. If you want to give us a bad review, DM me, DM the show. Let us know how you feel. Let's talk it out. And we'll we'll if it's something that you know is a reasonable complaint, we'll talk about it. But. In the meantime, we'll be back tomorrow recapping the the Flyers game. And hopefully we're here back tomorrow discussing a win, which I fully expect them to have. So, in the meantime, that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Zanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.